Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic Voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name is Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin, and everything is right with the world now. There we go. I tried to make it better for you. (laughs) Today, we are drinking um, beer from Trogues Brewing Company out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and this is a submission from our quality control expert, Greg Kelly. Yes. Who is uh, always the first in line to make sure that our, all of our... If, if something has gone wrong, Greg yeah. will let us know. He, yeah. he lets us know if anything goes awry in our in our podcast. So thank you, Greg. Yes. We appreciate that. Thus far, um, he has yet to show up outside Justin's bedroom window. No. No. <laughs> which is a, which is I haven't noticed any flames or pitchforks, so I appreciate <laughs> that, Greg. But he's got us three um, small cork and cage bottles, which are all... At least two of them are Belgian styles. I think the sour is probably going to be a pretty Belgian esque beer as well yeah i would imagine um that i'm really looking forward to trying because belgians are usually a style that we uh we enjoy yes indeed and And oddly enough greg does not yeah (laughs) and i know we've been sitting this on sitting on this one for a while but we're getting to they got lost in the bottom of the fridge yeah actually the funny part was i had texted it i forget like when but we were talking about what to record at some point and i was like i think we have trogues and mark's like we do (laughs) yeah there was actually a question i literally forgot that they were in there yeah and they've been in mark's fridge the whole time it's not like they were in one fridge and they got transferred to another no no no, they literally got lost in the fridge right so hashtag beer problems (laughs) right when you know you have too much beer when this is happening. When, when three corked and cage bottles go missing. Exactly. <laughs> or unnoticed. So this uh, first one that we're going with is a uh, is a triple we're going to start off with, right? And this is called La Grave. La Grave. It's bottle condition. It's a um, hazy gold Abbey Ale that comes in at uh, 8% ABV. Well, it's been called in my fridge for several months now, so it's pretty cl- crystal, crystal yeah, that's, clear. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Could, yeah. We cold We've, crashed it in Mark's fridge. Yeah, I got the I, I got the last pour of it, so mine, right. is, yeah, mine you, is indeed you, hazy. You've got some cloudiness. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. That's fucked up. Look at how different that is. I know, is. and I'm in the middle there because I poured it second. It really is. A, it's, wow, that spectrum is really crazy. That's Yours, nuts. You have like a, a brilliant... Like deep gold triple. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it comes and in I, at eight percent ABV. And I have something out of Hill Farmstead Brewery. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Not quite as milkshake as my uh, Lichtenheimer. No. Yeah. No. So this is a uh, this is interesting, and it says uh, on the bottle it says named after our fave French backcountry ski town, La Grave's secondary bottle fermentation adds complexity and produces a rocky head, releasing aromas of crusty bread and earthy spices. Our triple golden ale carves out ripe pear, straw, and black pepper flavors with a dry champagne finish. That so, is more accurate than I could do. And champagne. I'm just in a nutshell, just trying to scan their timeline of yeah. events on their website. <laughs> uh, the brewery is, you know, f- founded by uh, brothers Chris and John Trogner. And apparently Trogues is a combination of their last name and the Flemish word for pub. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, they uh, started in 1996, and things have happened since then. They started. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a look when you go into their about page. There is a lot of information here. Well, yeah, I was just going to say before before I realized we were really going to gloss you know, over it. Mo- 
Most I, I, breweries, you get shit. Yeah. If you get yeah. anything. Exactly. They're the opposite. Well, you, you were like, it's, <laughs> I made the a joke. The timeline starts in 1978. Right. That's what I was going to say. The joke, you, you said there was a lot. I'm like, yeah, you, this timeline probably starts in like 1972. You, you looked up, you were like, nah, 78. I'm like, wow. We go from 1978 to 1992 to 95 to 96. Yeah. Six 19, minutes later. John Trogue had a beer. Right. Moving on. <laughs> Um, I, I'm I'm a fan of Trogues though. Like, oh yeah, they they make a lot of good beers. Their Troganator is one of my favorite double box. Mad Elf, the Mad, Mad Elf, Elf is, is very good. good. Uh, what is uh, I don't know. Drawing a blank. Their summer seasonal is really good too. Yeah, the they they tend to be in uh, roughly in the Belgian style for a lot of their beers. I'm sure that they they stray from that and go outside of it. But the ones that I'm familiar with tend to be in that that yeah. vein, and um. I'm those a big fan of that style. This triple is a very very classic. Sunshine triples. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's, I think I, I remember that. that. This is a very classic triple. Yeah, um, the aroma on it just screams like, "Hey, Belgian style!" Woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the same time, though, it's not a, a phenol bomb. No, no it's not yeah. at all. No, it's very estery. It doesn't have uh, a, many phenolics at all. And what I like is, especially on the aroma. Typically, you'll get the that's yeast tasty. on the aroma, but I'm I even get the. Uh, uh, bread crust malt uh, mm-hmm. aroma, yeah, which really sets up how it how it tastes very well. I agree. It's um, it's tasty. I like a I like the triple. The triple's a style that I'll I'll usually at least try. You know, it may not always be my favorite, but it's definitely one that I go. Yes, if I see that on the board, I usually add that to my uh, my flight. And this one's really tasty. I like it. It's not overwhelming in any category, but it's definitely present in every category if that makes sense it checks all the boxes yeah it's it yeah, really is like i mean i i don't know i feel like they should add this to the list of uh classic examples. yeah for sure yeah, yeah it could definitely examples. be a commercial example of a triple yeah it it and what is it eight percent or eight m- more than eight eight uh, seven eight percent even is what it says okay. on the bottle yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't taste like it at all no no that's doesn't. that's the biggest line in that in the guidelines like i mean I've made uh, a couple different triples, and the biggest thing is it needs to be high ABV, but not taste like it. Right. Yeah. And it def- this definitely does not. No. This hits it. Um, you know, the color described itself as hazy gold, and I think that's a perfect color descriptor. Unless you get the first bar. Yeah. In which case, it was crystal clear cold. Yeah. Gold. And oddly enough, it's funny that they say it should be hazy because, like, classic example-wise, like, that glass, that's it. Mark's, yeah. Mark's clear version, like, clear thing, that is exactly yeah. what it should taste like. Um, I like that there's a little bit of sweetness to it. You get some of the um, esters of the Belgian yeasts, but nothing. It doesn't really. It really feels to kind of thread that middle. You don't get overly banana or bubblegum flavor. You don't get overly clove. No, either. you don't get a lot of clove. You don't like, get black pepper at it, all. It kind of comes like straight down the middle of the pipe for me. Yeah. Yeah. The pear is like they mentioned pear, and of course, once you hear it, it's hard to not taste it. But I, I definitely, I don't, I don't really taste pear that much. I think I like in the, like right in the middle of my palate. I feel like you know, it, right in between the the two different ends of the spectrum of the Belgian yeast. I feel like I get a little bit of uh, like a fruity pear situation. Yeah, right mid palate. You know what? I would say it's this in the sense that like I'm gonna you can say pear because the pear flavor is so neutral, yeah, neutral and light that like. It does have a light, crisp fruit flavor that, with the lack of a better term, I'll call it pear. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. It definitely makes sense. Um, I think it's really delicious. Um, 
I think we might actually be having it a little too cold. Um, but that's it's still delicious. Are you warming it between your thighs now? Um, maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I just saw both yeah. hands go down and you yeah. and you kind of like tuck up a little bit like uh, like you were doing something dirty. Tape. I got a little shine in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, you like that chill on the back of the sack there? Hey. Um. I, I think I this is really tasty. Subject to all of the tip jars yesterday. At the, <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. The, the tip blue, jar. There's, yeah. a, there's a dick joke in there. Exactly. Wait for it. <laughs> all, at, at the uh, Blue Point parking lot party, yeah. all, all of the tip jars had post-it notes on them that said, uh, what was it? Just uh, oh, put, put, uh, put the tip in. Um, and see how it feels. And see yeah. how it feels, yeah. Okay. Put the tip in and see how it feels. There you go. <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue with that. That's a, no, it's a good one. It's a good joke. Um. I think this is a really great example of a Belgian triple. I think it's not overly sweet like some of them sometimes get, and I like it. No, it's damn good. Yeah, the um, the the dry. It's it's like it's gonna sound really fucking gay. It's like exquisitely dry. Like it's the dryness, like really, like that's that's the best way I can describe Somebody it. Get that man a thesaurus. <laughs> Somebody get that man less beer because he couldn't say thesaurus. <laughs> You didn't really get it off. I did too. No. Thesaurus. It's not too hard. There you go. Okay, sorry. First First one wasn't good either? No. All right, I need less beer too. (laughs) Um, Hashtag episode three. That fucking cracked my ass up when you put that in the last time. I saw hashtag episode three and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm sorry. I was shoveling some more pretzels in my face. There there was was so many good clips that I was able to stitch together uh, at the last... you know. Yeah, if you're not following us on Instagram, a lot of times apparently I wasn't. I don't always watch, but Mark is tagging things on there that happen after we turn off the mic, and because <laughs> uh, the, the camera is still rolling. Yeah, because the camera's still rolling, and sometimes I, it's before, before. Oh, it could uh, be before or after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I had um, held in a burp that I didn't want to, you know, destroy everyone's you know car speakers with. <laughs> and I, I took my headphones off and I let out this cavernous belch. Yeah. So it was impressive. You, yeah. You can. Uh, you should check that out. You should tune into our Instagram for uh, fucked up things like that. Yeah. So, Mark, start us off with a, with a rating on this. I'm curious because I know you like Belgians. I don't know how much you're, you have an affinity for a triple. Being as this is such a good triple, I want to know. Yeah, that's that's a really tough choice between a bomber and a growler for me. I. Th- I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go growler on it because I this really I like this a lot. Look at all the head that's still left there. I, I know. Yeah, the, 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 the lacing is. Sorry, I'm, epic. I'm yeah. just it's just incredible how that is. <laughs> you're like your glass is almost opaque from yeah. one side. Um, for me, this is gonna be a, a bomber. Um, I want two glasses of this. Um, I think that's gonna hit the perfect spot. Actually, the little bottle that it comes. What is this? The uh, this, uh, three seventy five. Yeah. The three seventy five is like the perfect bottle for it. Like, I could down that and be really happy about it and not want to share with anybody. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, um, yeah, to be a growler for me. Yeah, I, I I think we're all on the same page here. Like, it's a really great example. It's tasty and it doesn't over. I know last episode that we recorded, I actually said, like, with about the berry one, that I wished it went one to more side of the spectrum than the other. Yeah. Like, this is the fastball right down the middle that I want. Like, it hits, it goes down the middle. I don't necessarily want it to go to either side of the spectrum more. I think this is a great example of just doing the best thing that you can with what you have right there. Yeah. You know? This next one is uh, called Jovial, 
and it's a uh, double, which is another wonderful Belgian style that we all seem to enjoy. Indeed. And woo, look at that head. Woo. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, at some point early on, we tried to discuss this in a uh, like a academic fashion. There, and I did not pour it very hard. In an academic fashion, but the uh, it's funny to me, and it becomes funnier as I learn about beer, that you have like a Trappist single, you know, like a, which is a light colored beer, and you have a you know a Belgian double, which becomes dark, and then you have a triple that's light, and you have a quad that's that becomes dark. dark, and I'm like. Who the fuck did that? Like, I want to go back and smack that person. Like, stop it. Listen, they were clearly drunk when they got to the, when they were naming these things. Don't blame them. You know what's funny? Hopefully, someone will write in, and or I'll look it up, and there'll be a perfectly reasonable reason why that happened. I but feel like I don't at some point so. Mark has explained that to us why it's a reasonable reason why that happens. If but... I have, I've drunk it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but um... so. We have this uh, Jovial, another bottle condition one. It's uh, It says uh, alcohol is 7, the IBUs are 13, and it's supposed to serve it in a chalice, which we are currently Check. doing. Uh, originally or brewed... Or would this be a tulip place? These, these are tulips, but oh, it's, it's close. It's close enough to yeah. a chalice. What's funny is they say chalice, but if you look at the little stupid icon they have, it looks That's just like a tulip place. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Though I told you guys, I got a bunch of the, uh, the Stella chalices for... Like oh, a, yeah. a giveaway, like right. yeah. someone gave me four of them. I That's like, awesome. I was like, all right, I'll take those. Why not? I love those. Originally brewed for Chris's wedding, we decided Jovial was just too good a union of dark stone fruit character and evocative notes of toffee, chocolate, and molasses to make only once. You may kiss this beer. Ha ha. Oh. Get it? Yeah. I, uh, wow. <laughs> just like knocking shit over on the table. It's oh, good cool. you drank that. Yeah. I'll say on the aroma... Is again, you're kind of hitting that classic double aroma. You're not really getting. I don't get. I don't get the fruit. I don't get. I get some like uh, raisin or maybe prune. Right, but I don't. Not a lot, but again, these are also pretty cold. Yeah, overall low aroma. But yeah, like you said, the 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 temperature is definitely probably affecting it. Let that hang out for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I've got a ton of foam on mine, so I think I get a little bit more aroma on it. (laughs) But I like it. I love that smell of the uh, of the double. I think that's um, – I'm not getting um, – earlier in this session, we had the double from – right? Wasn't it a double? From where? Well, wasn't one of the uh, Blue Point beers a double? No. No, that was a – Belgian Strong. A dark, dark Strong. Okay, Dark Strong. No. Okay. So that one had that kind of like signature candy sugar smell to it. Right. And I feel like sometimes you get that in doubles, and I'm not picking that up in this one. No. Um Am, am I wrong to be thinking like I've definitely had doubles where that where that flavor and that aroma comes out? No, yeah, I, I, no think, like, I think it should, uh, I think I think it is pretty the, classic. Uh, Grimbergen double, definitely. Yeah, that one's is definitely strong uh, as far as that goes on mm-hmm. the aroma. Yeah. Um, the co- color wise, we're looking at like a deep copper. You know, I love we, this color. Yeah, me too. This, this color is it's my favorite, One of my favorite colors of beers. You know, it comes out. It's got the deep copper. It almost this. Almost the same color as the pretzels that we've been munching on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty close. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, damn pretty close. much right in the ballpark, right? But it's got that little, those little amber highlights in there, those little red, ruby highlights that yeah. really make it a very pretty color. Oh, man. This tastes so good. It has a, uh, like you said, raisin stone fruit, but that that deep, like, you know, if you're a brewer, yeah. like a, that deep, this like, Maillard good. flavor. Yeah. yeah. No, this is good. It doesn't 
go crazy with that sugar flavor. No, it's actually fairly. I mean, it's still sweet, but like it's yeah. fairly dry for for a double. Oh, this is really nice. This um, the I, I, the Maillard one that, that you talked about is really the. I think that's probably the most accurate flavor to it, but it's almost like a rich version of those fruit of those stone fruit flavors. Yeah, as as it comes off a deep plum prune kind of flavor to it, which is really tasty. Yeah, I'm enjoying this quite a bit. It's been a while since I've had a, a really good double. The last really good double I can remember having is from St. James. Yeah. St. James does make a really good the double. The badass Belgian beers. I like this. Um, the second and third sip start to provide more of those sugar elements, more of the sweetness elements. And maybe it's just building up on my tongue a little That's bit. That's what I think, too, yes. Um, but I'm not even angry. No. I'm, I'm not angry at all. Like that, that's, It's kind of uh, enjoyable to it. Um, I definitely think it's too cold. I agree. Um, we, you know, this one we definitely should have uh, heated up. Justin's going to tuck it back behind there and uh, warm it up a little bit. Put the last <laughs> bottle between my thighs. Yeah, I'm going to love that even more now. Excellent. That's going to be a special level of flavor in there. Somehow, Mark's essence is going to be so strong it'll penetrate the glass. <laughs> right. Uh, um, I mean, you know what? I'm. I'll start the ratings off on this one. I think this one's going to be a bomber for me again. Like, I think they're really solid beers. I think I want two of them, and then I might want to move on to something else. But they're delicious and a fantastic example of style. I'm going to go Growler again. I would like a little bit more, like, uh, you know, dark, fruity character out of it. But I, I still really enjoy it and could easily drink my way through a Growler. I just, I just before Justin before you give yours I just want to piggyback on Mark there and tell say like I agree that you could have more of those stone fruit flavors in there and I would still be I still think it would be like spot on like I I think you could go more in that direction and I don't think it would like I don't oh, think yeah. it's le- I don't think it's less because it doesn't have those but adding those I think it would still be a good Thing. Like, yeah, I, I, that's really just my personal preference. Mm-hmm. Like, I would prefer to have a little bit more of that character in the beer, but it, I would still yeah. drink a growler of it the way it is. I would prefer to have a little. If it had more of that, I would be happier than if it had more of the candy sugar in it. I, I actually think that if it warms up, we're going to get a lot more stone fruit out of it because being it's it's fucking cold. Yeah, being as cold as it is to how st- to cold get, is it? So oh. cold. Um. Tasting it, tasting it now, tasting it like this cold and getting a little bit of it. I'm sure it would just, mm. you know, start moving off the charts once it got warmer. I'm also going to make it a, a growler. I like triples. I'm a triple guy more than I am a double guy, um, and I like quads even more than that, which is weird, I guess. But uh, I still think that this Booze is a, a re- exactly a ridiculously drinkable beer. And another example. Of a dark, darker colored beer, that most lighter colored beer drinkers would probably be able to get behind a little bit. I will say, as a little like self reflection, oh, yeah. here, <laughs> Mark just opened a Christmas present, basically. Yeah, as kind of like a little self reflection on me. I've always thought of myself as like, hey, I really like quads and stuff, and I have to admit that over the years. I think I've just been trying to pass myself off as a guy that really likes quads. <laughs> um, Interesting. Because 
I feel like more often than not, I run up against some of these and I'm just like, that's way too boozy and that's way too this. And I'm just like, I think I may have like early on in my craft beer adventures, like come across a couple that I either was like drunk enough that I didn't give a shit or just ran into a few that I really enjoyed. And since then, I've just, I consistently feel like I'm disappointed by quads and I don't enjoy them as much as I proclaim to enjoy them. So I'm deciding that for my resolution, I'm stepping back and I'm going, you know what? Quads are, quads are okay, but doubles are more my speed. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll give you two quads that you'll probably cha- that'll probably change your mind. That awesome. There's I love that. Salt Amore. Is that a, it's a quad, right? From uh, Mustache. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And where? then uh, from Mustache. Okay. And then there's the Quadruple Rainbow. From, I've had quadruple uh, yeah. rainbow, the and that is one of, the, yeah. and that's one of the outliers that, like, yeah. I've been like, man, I really do love that one. Beer. Was like mind bending. Yeah, I, I was really like, do oh. love that beer. I'm gonna pass this. I'm still war- trying to warm up too. this uh, double a little Speaking bit. Speaking of Dubco, do any of you guys still have a bottle of uh, Rhino? Yeah, I got three. I do uh, not yeah. have any of the Rhino. I still have the. They one. They made more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but like the original batch. Yeah, I have. I have two. I have two. Because that's like a year and a half old now. I have two. I I bought three, and I have two. I still have one tall boy can from when we went and did the episode there. I'm trying to remember which one that was. Oh, that's Don. That's got to be Dominic. No. No. The white. No. Oh, the Goza? No. The Goza I made the pulled pork for the last get together that we made. Tacos. For, for Christmas Eve tacos. I used right. the last Goza. For I don't that. remember what it was. And it wasn't the uh, the quags. That's only in 22. I will have to look it up yeah. and see what it is. But I love all their beers, man. Yeah. Me too. Um, that was that was a, a fun uh, a fun interview. Uh, anybody who hasn't heard that should go back and listen. Yeah, go back yeah, and we listen had a great to our conversation chat with Brad. with Brad. That was fun. This last one is what Dear Peter. It's a uh, wild fruit ale fermented with nectarines, uh, bottled in 2017. So mm-hmm. it's been hanging out for a little while. And this one's at six percent ABV. It's an amber color, part of their uh, Splinter series. They used French, Hungarian, and Italian oak. They added uh, nectarines, and it has all the fermentation stuff of lacto, pedio, and brett in there. Yeah, when when I popped the cork and I, I caught a whiff of it, that, yeah. that's why I was like, oh yeah. That was the yeah, that yeah. was the the face of uh, opening opening a Christmas present that yeah. I mentioned. And uh, the glass that they serve, the glass picture that they have here looks like it should be the cup of Christ. <laughs> that should be served. Surely this is the cup of Christ. Yeah. You have chosen poorly. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we heard about the nectarines that were bruised in a hailstorm. Well, what won't work for a roadside stand will be aces for brewing. We're picturing a bracing sour with a sweet overripe nose, brett for funk, lacto for pucker, and a spell on oak to bring it all home. These nectarines, we'll take them all. And PDO because it sounds cool. <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, interesting with that. Mark, uh, Justin, I'm going to pass it off to you while I finish yeah. up this uh, the last of the double here. And I'll be honest. As the, as the double warmed up, I didn't get as because um, it definitely warmed up considerably. It, I didn't get as as much uh, increase Stone, in yeah, the Stoneford as I yeah, as I thought I would get. Expected. Yeah, it's still good and it's, it's still awesome. really enjoyable as it warms up. It's actually easier to drink because it's not ice cold. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really appreciating this one. As far as the Dear Peter goes, like I I I don't get a lot of funk on the nose. I think the uh, the Brett is really just reinforcing the Stoneford right character there? from the Nectarines. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a pretty dope aroma, right? If, if if there were any beer that I was going to put under the table for nefarious purposes, this would be it. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Put the tip in, see how it feels. Oh my god, I kind of want to. If I didn't think it would burn my pee hole so much, I might do it. <laughs> I just want to clean out a little bit before I go after this one. Oh man, this is the, I don't want. This is another one. This this is kind of like the the uh, 
the dark mild from Brickhouse, I don't want to drink it. He just went off it. Yeah, I, I'm smelling it, and I'm enjoying that so much that I just feel like that's all I have to do. It's a uh, a really nice sort of like medium copper color with a little bit of ruby highlight. A L- little bit lighter than the yeah. double. I got the last pour out of this one, so this one's a little cloudy on my end. But uh, but yeah, it's a nice color. But you I really get the nectarine on the aroma. That smell is really impressive. Oh, sick. That is a really really impressive aroma. It is a delicious aroma. I know nectarines are not apricots, but they're kind of close. They're in the family. Yeah. And oh, my re- God. This is awesome. If you ever get, like, a... Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but mm-hmm. I love dried fruit. And, like, dried apricots are one of those things that I will eat way too many of and I- then shit my pants all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't I hate me. I hate dried apricots. I can't stand I them. I love dried apricots. I don't apricots. like dried apricots, apricots at all. and brie. Now, paired with something, I would 100% try them. But apricots in general, no. especially just by themselves, I cannot stand them. No, no, so, I, I never eat dried apricots by themselves. It's always with cheese. Dried apricots dipped in a little dark chocolate are fucking off the. Again, hook. paired with something like that, I'm oh. in. I, my father, even, could, my father could literally eat dried apricots all day, every day, yeah. and then for sure shit his pants. Like I know <laughs> he can do that. <laughs> no, dried apricots with cheese is great. Like with a blue cheese is great too. Oh yeah, like uh, dried apricots with dried apricots is, is like one of those dried fruits that I like. I generally have yeah. when we're doing like the cheese meal. Yeah. And it's like, all right, piece of bread, <laughs> smear some cheese on there, mash of, you know, dried apricot on top of it, and yep. then like maybe a little honey on top or something like that. And oh, yeah. I mean, right in the mouth. Oh, I'm so in on that. But the smell, um, what I'm getting at yeah. there is the aroma of that. Feels, smells like when you open up that bag of apricots, like that, oof, that intense. Dried fruit aroma, yeah, is it really there. Has that. It doesn't go away either. That's that, no, that's what delicious. I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean though. Like it, the the bread, I think, is really just reinforcing that. Mm. It's yeah, really, it's that. really not funky. It's, no, it doesn't. You know, funky. there's no hay, there's no horse blanket, there's no burnt tire. Yeah, it definitely doesn't go that far. It, I think the the bread gives gives it a really good backbone and supports the fruitiness in it, in addition to the the tartness from the lacto. I will say on the bread on the aroma. As I keep going in there, you almost get a little bit of kind of cheesy aroma. Oh, definitely. But it, I like think that, yeah. that I think is where you get that. Not like the are you getting that, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Now that you say it, if I like if I, I, that, I kind of it ties so well with the fruit that they almost meld together. Yeah, it's yeah, a right. great aroma with it, but it it's almost like a little bit of that that cheesy kind of smell that that not brie, but almost like a. You know, like a blue cheese. Yeah, like a ro- Roquefort or Roquefort, something. Roquefort, like. yeah. Oh, you know. God, this is like... Um, it's really unreal. pleasing. I, yeah. I haven't even gotten to sip it yet, but I've just been going back to the smell because it is delicious smelling. It's yeah. a really good one. It's got a... Um, make sure I use the the, the right word here. A, um, That's tart. Yeah. Way more an, tart than I was it, expecting. It has an acidic quality to it. Not so. It ha- actually, to me, is not so much lactic sourness. What's the other one? I always fuck this up. Yeah. Acetic? acetic, yeah. yeah. It, it has that quality to it. I'll, like, just a hint enough of it to to be really pleasing. Yeah. Like, it's right on the right spot. And also, I still taste a little bit of the nectarine, which is mm-hmm. probably only adding the acid. Yeah, I think it complements the, uh, the fruit. Yeah. Yeah, it character. definitely has... Um... It's more to the balsamic side of acid. Right. Not that it tastes like balsamic vinegar, but it's more of the balsamic side of acid than it would be to the lactic side of acid. Right. Like the Lichtenhainer, the tartness there is coming from that lacticness, and it's, yeah. it's a sharper, like, le- like 
acid. In this case, it's it's vinegar. Mm-hmm. This is definitely more on the vinegar side of it, and yeah. it's. I it was is, not expecting it's still, it. It's still oh yeah. No, no, no. I just I just took a sip and I was just surprised by it. I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that, and it's really tasty. Yeah, it's in a it's in a good way, which for you know those people who haven't had a beer like this it sounds super weird. I'm sure. Yeah. If you were like, yeah, you know what I really want? I want a beer that's like kind of like balsamic vinegar. And I'd be like, all right, you're a fucking crazy person. But no, now that I know, I know. You know what, though? I will say that, and as always is my want to pair it with food, you know, is serve this beer with like with fruit and che- with a fruit and cheese platter. Oh, yeah. Like, that's oh my money. God. Some purple purple grapes and some uh, uh, Manchego cheese. I'd be yeah, into it. Yeah, fucking A, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd love to, I would love to have it. If I'm doing a three-course meal where I did, like, a cheese course and then an entree and then dessert, like, I would put this beer with the cheese course and say, hey, you know what? We are going to have this out here, and I think you would really enjoy it, and I think our boys up at uh, Say Cheese would agree with us. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, this is really, really tasty. Now, here comes the dicey part, rating-wise. Obviously, given our fucked-up rating system that... I know we're two beers into the episode already, but while you guys are thinking about it, I realize that it's probably been, like, 50 episodes... Since we've You're actually right. explained out what our rating system is. It's, it's towards the start of the new year, so we should yeah, do it again. We might as well. So um, we have the taster, which is essentially one star, if we're going by star rating. Undepth. Not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. They're not. It's how much we how much we we would really like to be able to drink in one sitting. Sometimes we go a little off script on that, but that's the general idea of our, our rating system. It's meant to be sort of silly, and it's definitely very, you know, to our personal preference. So we have a taster. Come at me, bro. <laughs> we have, yes, I would love for you to disagree with us and then start a fight with us in a parking lot. That's my new request for the new year. <laughs> I was mostly referring to social media, but you know. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, how about, how about yeah. Twitter flame? All flame right, so more better. as far as I'm concerned, you should definitely have a fight with Mark in the parking lot. <laughs> um, we have a pint. Then we have a uh, bomber. With my dress-up knife. <laughs> then, we have, then we have a growler, and then we have a keg. Very, very few things get kegs. In this session, we had a beer that almost got three kegs, but Mark fucked that whole thing up. No hat trick. No hat trick there. So that's the general idea of our silly rating system um, for anybody who's been confused as to why we were like calling it things. Yeah. But I will say you're right because this beer throws is one of those beers that throws mm-hmm. a complete wrench in our system. And is the example of why it doesn't work because as outstanding as this beer is, I don't think any of us can go and say we're going to drink a growler of it. No, this is because, a growler for me. Because what? This is a growler for me. Um, yeah, I forgot because you uh, actually yeah. like to drink balsamic vinegar. I was just going to say I, that's why I said no. I was going to say because it's also a growler for me. Really? Yeah. This wow. is. I have I to say. I mean, all, I mean, all hyperbole and kidding aside, because I'm very good at hyperbole. This is one of the best. No, you're the fucking worst at hyperbole. <laughs> I'm. This is. This is. See what I did there. So this was one of the best. This is one of the best examples of a sour beer. GIF of Charles Barley. Charles Barkley touching his temple. Charles Barley. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Charles Barley? I corrected myself. I know, but now Charles Barley is like the spirit of like some kind of beer god. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Sorry. Trying to have a real moment. Um, That's what we're here for to fuck your moments. It's true. Wow. Right in the eye. It's got really aggressive. Um, <laughs> Whatever holes open, you know? Yeah. Hashtag episode three. <laughs> so this is one of the like best examples of a sour that is insanely complex, but awesome. Like you can have a whole bunch of flavors that like clash like combine oh, yeah, yeah. together and something can be complex, but they don't they don't all work well together. This is a flawless beer. And if we're humanly possible, 
to drink it all the time and to not essentially have your tongue set itself on fire, yeah. I would. But I, I could definitely do a, a growler of this. This is a my kind of lawnmower beer, is what I'll say. Yeah. Even though it's not even remotely a lawnmower no, beer no, no in any way, shape, or form. No but I would like to, if I were mowing my lawn, I can mow my lawn all day drinking this. Oh. I don't want to mow my lawn ever. No, you don't. <laughs> So, I mean, Mark mentioned that it would be a growler for him, and Justin said how it would be a growler for him. For me, there's no chance. As much as I love this beer, there's absolutely no chance that I could drink that much of it. The flavor is just too intense. There's so much going on in there that my taste buds are just, like, overwhelmed and just like, yo, bro, you got to step back and chill out. Because that's how my taste buds Yeah, it, like, look, look. And I, I get keep- it. I get it. Like, you're probably more like the normal person, whereas I'm like... First time that's ever been said. First time that's ever You're been more said. more than a normal person. I'm, I'm, a nor- I'm, more, I'm like a normal person. No, no, no. We didn't say that because you're not. No, no. We said, we said are more. you are more like the normal person. I'll take it. You're Close closer enough. to a normal person than we are, which is not saying much. That's true. That's true. Um, I think for me, this would be the pint in that just like I would just be so overwhelmed by the end of the pint of it that I would be I have to take a break I need to move on to something else to kind of wash off my taste buds to give them a give them a, a breather to let them relax a little bit and maybe go to in like a nice clean pills something yeah, to, like to relax and then maybe come back to it I, later yeah no but I, like I, can, I need the breathe I would need to take a break I can that. totally appreciate that but like for me like this is the kind of beer that I'm like I'm gonna try that one and I'm like yeah, this is all I'm drinking for the rest of the night. I I, I have been there with you when you've and done that, so I get you on that. This is relatively sessionable. Yeah. It's at 6%. But, like, at relatively 6%, it's speaking. It's not insane. But, I mean, I think for me, as I mentioned earlier, like to part have this as part of the meal and be moving on to something else would work really well for me because I would need to be able to move past this. At the same point, if you said, hey, we're going to drink this – and we're going to have, like, a tapas-style meal where we're just having a lot of small plates and it's going to be going with it, I could do that too. I'd be perfectly happy with that. Um, so it's a pint for me, but in again, as we mentioned, no way a quality thing, all about just the amount of volume that I could handle that I couldn't be able to handle much more than that. Yeah, yeah. Really impressive flavor. I really want, I really wish this was one of those times where it was a 750. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times we'll have a 750 or a 22, and you know, we we like it, but you know, we we just did three episodes. We can't like yeah. polish off every single bottle. Yeah. This would be one of those ones where like I'd be like, "Hey, Mark, like, I'm just gonna like creep on down here downstairs and fall asleep because <laughs> I want to finish this beer." And <laughs> your you bed's know- over there. <laughs> My bed is over there, and I, I'd like to thank you for installing the camera after I moved out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you think it was after he moved out. <laughs> he just put the housing on it after he moved out. Right. Well, I don't know. Um, you know, this reminds me of our session. This beer reminds me of our session with Brian. Yeah. Like the kind of beers that we were drinking there. This is that quality. And yeah. I'm sure sh- And I'm sure he would get a huge kick out of this beer. Yeah, he yeah. would be like, all about this. He would be this. all on this beer. Um, Brian, if you listen to the episode and you've had this beer, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, he didn't have to chase some dirty college kid around Belgium for like he, six days, he, so I don't think he has this one. <laughs> he probably has 12 of them in his basement, but, but he hasn't know. drunk any yeah. of them yet. But you know what? At he the just same showed point, up. This, I said this one's from 2017, so it's been hanging out for a year already. Yeah. 
which I think might be a good spot for it. Like it doesn't necessarily, I don't know. I'd love to be able to try it again next year and say, hey, how's it taste after two years? How good that is. I like, that's one of those ones. If I did have like a bunch of them, I would be drinking them pretty quick after this. Not because I think they would necessarily get bad. It's just, just they're so really fucking like good right now that I would be scared. Yeah. I would be scared that I would, oh, they would lose. If you load it up on bottles, you, yeah, you would yeah. hate to waste it and be like, for "Oh this, man, for, I missed yeah, this spot." Yeah, just go past peak. Right. I feel like we hit this one in the right spot. So yeah. you know what? It's a good thing we waited four months. Yeah, or whatever we did. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I remember. I really, really like it. I really do. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I. Uh, it's you know. not so far on the acetic side that I'm that it's turning me off, but it's really delicious. Yeah, I agree. Um, these have been great finds. So. Greg, thank you so much for finding us these fantastic beers. Um, I'm now a little bummed that we waited for it, but I'm happy that if it made that this one was in the right spot, I'm willing to do it. Yes. I would wait four months to drink beer you gave me again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want to give us more and you want us to wait another four months to drink it, I will do that. There's yes. room in the fridge. Yeah, we're we're yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna work we're gonna work out Greg coming on the podcast with some of his fantastic homebrew. I would love to do that. And uh we'll we'll get him on here to talk about it. Well um explain uh, you know, the intricacies of uh, London Brownell to us. Yes. I would like to have either of the Kelly brothers. They would they would both be entertaining us. Yes. We well, I, we had we I had think Chris is yeah. far too busy coaching lacrosse yeah we had we had chris on though when we when we went to cover the chop competition way back in the day right, yeah chris right, came on right. for a little That's bit true yeah um lacrosse never understood it run around with a stick and a ball a dog does the same thing it's hockey in the sky, <laughs> sky. That, no it's quidditch no 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 i hold it up in the air uh, yeah but yes you're, you're right yeah all right so we're going to close out this recording session and right. um if you guys have had any of these please let us know or if you have a different Trogues beer that you really enjoy, let us know about that too. We'd love to hear about it. And if for some weird reason you'd like to send us beer, even if you are a home brewer, yeah. let us know. We will we'll make it worth your while. We would love to try more home brews. Beertestingvoyage at gmail.com. Indeed. Exactly. Listen to Amy. She'll tell you all the different ways to contact us. That's coming up next. Yeah, Indeed. Don't, don't skip the outro. Like, yeah. There's important information in there. Mark's wife will be upset if you skip the outro, right. and I would say she would cry, but no, more likely she'll come to your house and stab you. That's more like <laughs> She gets scary when she's angry. Sure does. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.